welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. And we're back. And better than ever, maybe. I hope. Maybe. Has the depression gotten worse? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got medication for that now. Yeah, and maybe. I don't know. Walgreens is going on strike November 1st, so get your drugs filled, everybody. Uh, We're we're a CVS family. CVS is probably next. And Rite Aid... Yeah, Rite Aid just uh, filed bankruptcy. I was going to say, does it exist? (laughs) Yeah, the CVS people should go on strike because... My brother worked there, and it was pretty bad. Walgreens as well. My cousin's the only one. He's the only pharmacy tech at the Walgreens right now, and he's the wow. only. He works twelve-hour days well, to fill drugs. You know, maybe maybe we can use some alternative medicines with these uh, uh, the monster we've got today. That is true. You might open your third <laughs> inner or your third eye, inner eye, your butthole. I don't know. It depends what you're looking for. I don't. Wait, wait a minute. Mm. There's all kinds of ways to take drugs. There's, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're I, pro. I know alcohol near the bum is faster. I don't know about, what What are we looking at today? Ah, the the myconids or myconids. Myconids. Probably myconids. Probably myconids. These guys. Nerds. Sorry, what? Nerds. <laughs> no, before that. Oh, myconids as in mycology. Right, study of uh, mushrooms. Okay, they are. They're just named mushroom people. It's really not. They sound like deep. some fun guys. Get out! No, that's <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I'm pausing the recording. No, uh, no, no, please don't. Please don't. You, I mean, you'll have to edit it. So that's true. <laughs> Damn it! All right, the myconids are on page two thirty of your monster manual. Um, these guys. Yeah. They're yeah. mushroom people. They're mushroom people. They're people that, they're mushrooms, and then they look humanoid, though. And, and like, they've got a full page picture, like, none of these little insert pictures. they got a whole-ass page, and they look full-on psychedelic and fun. That's good art. Yeah, they do. That's good, that's good monster art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine mushrooms that became little, little humanoids. So, Are they little, though? I'm about to tell you. Okay. I can't. I, we don't know yet. <laughs> Myconids are intelligent, ambulatory fungi that live in the underdark, seek enlightenment, and deplore violence. Alright. I can Sounds get like behind most of these things. Yeah, yeah, they seem quite peaceful. Um, if approached peacefully, myconids gladly provide shelter or allow safe passage through their colonies. Of course, they live in colonies. Uh, yeah, they have to. That's how fungi work. Yep, yep. Circles and melds. The largest myconid in a colony is its sovereign, which presides over one or more social groups called circles. A circle consists of 20 or more myconids that work, live, and meld together. They just meld together. Just meld. This is very psychedelic. Mm-hmm. I love it. A meld is a form of communal meditation that allows myconids to transcend their dull subterranean existence. The myconids report spores bind report spores report spores bind the participants into a group of consciousness. Hallucination spores then induce a shared dream that provides entertainment and social interaction. I feel like we may be giving like instructions on how to do shrooms. These mushrooms literally getting high together and having a group meditation. I love it. 
They're microdosing themselves, though. Are they? Is it a microdose? <laughs> Sounds I mean, like a I micro. Don't, it's, a, it's a micro dose. Ah, yeah. I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you stay, though. Thank you. It was more in depth than my fun guy joke. It, it was a better, better pun. It really got to the, the meat of it. Uh, Myconids consider melding to be the purpose of their existence. I. They use it in the pursuit of higher consciousness, collective union, and spiritual apotheosis. Myconids also use their report spores to communicate telepathically with other sentient creatures. So wait, does that mean you have to be infected by their spores before they can communicate with you? Yeah, so they literally shoot spores at you, and it's called report spores, and then you can communicate with them, like, in your brain. And you're like connected to the fungal network and shit. This is the hive the, mind. Yeah, one of the podcasts I've listened to have used it widely. So they gotta get inside of you first. Cool, cool. Yeah, they literally mm-hmm. just shoot you with fucking spores. Ooh, reproduction. Like other fungi, <laughs> myconids reproduce by mundane sporing. They carefully <laughs> control their spores' release to avoid overpopulation. That's sweet. Good for them. They felt like they had to put that in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing... Hey, hey. None we, of the other monsters are like, here's how we get new ones. But yeah. for the Myconids, they're like, here's how we get new ones. Like, like we, oh yeah, how do we fuck? Jamie and I constantly ask, how do they fuck? And this yeah. book gave us. They don't. They asexually reproduce. Yeah, this so one, the they don't time, even fuck. The only time they spell it... Oh, so, I guess we can assume, unless it says otherwise... Everything's fuck. hardcore fucking. Yeah. yeah. They just fuck. Yeah. They just fuck. All the time. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's... You, would you like to continue? <laughs> no! I just want to keep reading. <laughs> just... um, so we have a spore servant template. A spore servant is any large or smaller creature brought back to life by the animating spores of a myconid sovereign. A creature that was never flesh and blood to begin with, such as a construct, elemental, ooze, plant, or undead, can't be turned into a spore servant. The following characteristics change or are added to a creature that becomes a spore servant. This took a turn. Yeah, that's a weird transition in that paragraph. Like, it's like, here's some side stats for you. You'd think that'd be near the uh, Sovereign's page. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I I zoned out for a second. I'm like, oh, now we're infecting what? <laughs> now we make servants. Well, so I, I mean, it it, it mentions uh, uh, the Myconid Sovereign. Well, but like, so these guys have different like life stages, and you have different stat blocks for each of them. So you have a Sprout, a Quaggeth Spore Servant. Which is um, oh, so he is now reading the template for designing a spore serpent, which can be any species, creature, any creature that was living, versus, not a construct, versus a the actual myconids. All right, so yes, now that I'm looking, myconid sprout, myconid adult, myconid sovereign, yeah, um, yeah. and then they just in between those blocks, they just like squished a quaggoth spore servant in here. Yeah, yeah, as an did. example for what that template would look like applied to a quagoth. Yeah, yeah, What's a yeah. quagoth? 
it's like a dog but but bigger and it's an underground creature and it it's like a teal color neato uh i bet we did an episode of it because i i vaguely recall trying to draw one and sucking at it oh that Uh, was that was that was before my time it was a long time ago that I tried to draw one of these things. Uh, that's with a Q, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll see it. Q-U-A. I'm fairly certain. I'm yeah, just... episode yeah. 22 episode with the monodrones. Episode 22, monodromes. if you want to learn about Quagots, go back to episode 22. Nope, wait, that's quadrones. Sorry. Quadrons. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike, that that's That is not quadrons. the same thing. I, no. No. No, we hadn't done it. We hadn't done it. Add it to the list. To the list. This is a chaotic. I maybe I, I don't remember what I was doing that I remember Quagoths <laughs> from. You maybe just you draw just it to for draw fun. one for fun, like you do in your spare time. I, I wish I'd been drawing in my spare time. I paid for a class to take, and you know how many times I've t- or how many videos I've watched. The first one on how to draw an eye. You know how many times I've watched it? Four times. Can I draw an eye? <laughs> no, no. How many times have you practiced drawing an eye? Uh, every time I've watched it, I've drawn the eye out. So and it's cool. not the worst thing. It's not bad. Like, I can do it, but it just hurts a little inside. So um, every time I start something and I'm not perfect does, at it, I blame the Gifted Intelligent program in high, middle school. Does but, it hurt you your know, eye? You know, I wasn't even in the Gifted Intelligent program, and I still blame it. Yeah, exactly. It Me hurt even, It hurt even more to be All right, so the Spore Servant template. No, let's, we don't need to read that, do we? Or do you want to read it? I want to hear about the sovereign who makes them first. Yeah, tell okay. us. Okay. Tell us about the sovereign. All right. And how he doesn't fuck. The mic. Can... <laughs> we, I already told you about how he doesn't fuck. <laughs> I just want everyone to remember the context. Squirrel but he fucks everyone who breathes, like pollen. Oh yeah, he just puts himself right inside of you. Living, he can talk to you. Dead, he now you're now his puppet. Oh, I bet he doesn't even oh. ask permission. That's fucking rude. Probably not. He is well, a sovereign. Uh, sovereigns don't get consent. No, no, no. All right, the Myconid Sovereign is a large plant. Lawful neutral. Hi. Lawful neutral. Armor class of 13. A hit points of 8d10 plus 16. A speed of 30 feet. He has a strength of 12. A dex of 10. A constitution of 14. An intelligence of 13. A wisdom of 15. And a charisma of 10. Um, dark vision out to 120 feet and a passive perception of 12. No languages. They just, like we said, spore in your brain. And they brain talk. They brain talk. He's and a there. CR of two. The sovereign, the highest level one is a two? Yes, the highest one is a level two. They were peaceful people. The adult, That's true. To be fair, the adult is one half and the sprout is zero. You get 10 XP for killing a sprout. I mean, but they control like, their population, so you can't farm mushrooms for too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and who would be so rude to fight one of these? They're so peaceful. I've had just... players fight them, so I... Yeah, I mean, I know, but, like, they just want to get high and meditate with you. Do you think they let the kids into the circle? Or do they, like, not... Oh, yeah. I think the kids are born. You've got to start your enlightenment journey early. That's true. I mean, don't get your kids high, but get your mushroom children high. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. 
All right, so what um, creatures can... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let's see. He's got Distress Spores. When the Mycanid takes damage, all other Mycanids within a 240 feet of it can sense its pain. It's in the network. That's a ways away. Yeah. And also, I, I guess they come running. It doesn't say, like, oh, and now they lend him his power. They're just... They're just aware. They're just... You can't sneakily kill You, you can't sneakily kill the Sovereign. And then his second one is Sun Sickness. While in sunlight, the Mykonid has disadvantage on ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws. The Mykonid dies if it spends more than one hour in direct sunlight. Wow. Oh. Weak AF. I mean, they are underdark creatures. They're in the underdark. Sun's out, Mykonid's not out. No, they are not. They're not allowed. Is there a daylight spell? I mean, it's only 10 minutes. Let me double check. It's but not enough gets, to murder a Mykonid. Uh, not outright, but he gets disadvantage on, like, everything. Let's see how long... Duration, one hour. You could kill a Mykonid with the daylight spell. If you could hold your concentration for the one hour, you can just kill him. You just, you know, shut them all in their cavern together. We're giving the evil players ideas, guys. We can't do it's, that. It's not concentration. It's not even concentration, fucks. No. You just like cast it and leave. Yeah, exactly. You like, could kill off. the doors. This would be a fucking genocide. Fucking rude. It's a range of 60 feet radius. So it's 120 feet wide diameter of murderous sunlight. Okay, well, guys, don't be evil and murder the Myconids. They're peaceful people. Just talk it out and get high. Now, if but you, if you need a bad guy idea. Yeah, if you want to be an evil player. No, 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 no. I mean, as a DM. Oh, as a DM, you're like, oh, you guys. We're gonna hold these guys hostage. Like you show up and someone's got them barricaded in, and they've got the sunlight spell, and you have to save them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, we come up with a scenario. Nailed it. I don't even need to be here. (laughs) Clearly, Thomas has got it. No, no, no. You can edit. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, actions. Multi-attack. The Mycanid uses either its hallucination spores or its pacifying spores, then makes a fist attack. It pacifies you, then it punches you. A fist attack. No, no, no. It doesn't punch you. It makes a fist attack. <laughs> like, it fists you. It fists <laughs> you. Oh, no. <laughs> there are a lot of creatures. They don't fuck. They fist. They fist. <laughs> <laughs> Real uh, nice and deep like. Fist is a melee weapon attack. Plus three to hit, a reach of five feet, one target. On a hit, it does 3d4 plus one bludgeoning damage plus uh, 3d4 poison damage. His fists are toxic too? Oh yeah. He got fists of toxic poison fists. Poison fist, poison fist. Uh, Don't want that in your butthole. <laughs> She's not. No. I bet that that will probably cause some form of colitis. It has to. Nah, colitis is an immuno thing. Uh, it, true. Be, it can be triggered by external other things too. Fair, I mean, it's fair. just inflammation of the colon. That's yeah. Things that's... can get inflamed for all sorts of reasons. Animating Do you think a mycanid could give you a hemorrhoid? Animating spores. <laughs> Three times that. per day. The Mycanid targets one corpse of a humanoid or a larger or, or a large or smaller beast. 
within five feet of it and releases spores at its corpse. The In 24 hours, the corpse rises as a spore servant. The corpse stays animated for 1d4 plus 1 weeks or until destroyed, and it can't be animated again in this way. Wow. Servants don't last very long. I mean... You need a whole, they need a whole body farm. At least two weeks. But then, yeah, yeah. Up to five weeks max. Two to five weeks. That's that's free labor. That's free labor. <laughs> I mean, free, I don't know what kind of labor they... Yeah. I mean, I guess they need someone to do all the... Killing? I don't know. I guess defend them while they get high. Or they just have somebody bring them tea and maybe it's just like the snack delivery person. I was gonna That's say they, they probably just they just do it to the roadkill they find, right? For friendship. I mean, yeah. Maybe they like friends. Alright, hallucination spores. The myconid ejects spores at one creature it can see within five feet. The target must succeed on a DC twelve constitution saving throw or be poisoned for a minute. The poison target is incapacitated while it hallucinates. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Incapacitation, that's pretty strong for a 2CR character or monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a minute. So no, A six, minute is ten six, rounds. Is, yes. Yes, yes. Thomas had, to, Thomas had to. No, I was really thinking it was hard. six rounds. I was thinking ten seconds, but no, it's six seconds per round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it is. Which is odd that it's six seconds per round, irregardless of how many characters are in the in the lineup. Well, because everyone's acting at once. You don't stand still, let someone That's, do their thing, and okay. then you're like, "Oh, I can go now that they're done with their thing." Fair, like, fair. theoretically, it's all happening at once. Fair, absolutely. I, I overthought it. Pacifying spores. The myconid ejects spores at one creature it can see within five feet. The nice thing is like, oh, it's ejecting spores, but it has to pick a character. It can't just like... Sploosh to the room. Yeah, oh, well. Okay, did you just say room? it can't sploosh to the room? Correct. I said did. sploosh. There was no L, but essentially <laughs> oh, okay. that's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just can't... She was the, the clean version of sploosh. Sploosh. <laughs> sploosh. It just was the word. It was the sounds that sounded right. The sounds sounded right. Fair. Her brain be braining over here. Big brain. I bet Uh, that math, that brain did six times ten faster. (laughs) Except I was thinking ten. Ten times ten. Yep. No. No. Ten times six. But, uh, blah, blah, blah. The same thing. I'm no. sorry. We're gonna have to edit this one, but carry on. Sorry, 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 nah. sorry, sorry, sorry. If sorry. it's a ten-second round, then there's six rounds in, in a, a minute. minute. But if it's a six-second round, then there's ten rounds in a minute. Yeah, but it's. I was just thinking the result's still sixty, which is still funny, which is a minute. But it, yeah, it's just. I know, I know what we're doing, but I just uh-huh. the okay. fact that you just kind of sat there for a second was like, wait. He was like he was thinking so hard. It's 8 p.m. on a Tuesday, and we're so silly. <laughs> Goofy goobers. But, uh, 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 so I'm on the pacifying spores. So the pacifying spores cannot be spooshed around. They just go to one person. They go to one person within five feet. The target must succeed on a DC 12 constitution saving throw or be stunned for a minute. Okay. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the condition on itself on its success. 
Okay. So that just makes it stand still. Yep. Stand still for a minute. Versus the hallucination spores, which incapacitate it and poison for a minute. So it kind of does the... Wait, is it incapacitation for the pacification or just speed is zero? It's just stun. It's stun. Stun. Which I think also means you're incapacitated too. Oh, so, does it? I, uh, I get stunned and incapacitated mixed up. I'm looking time. it up. 5E conditions. Even someone who's been doing this for a billion years still has to Google stuff. Okay, don't say a billion years. I'm not that old. Well, I didn't want to make a legitimate guess. A stunned creature is incapacitated. Uh, That's the first thing. (laughs) All right, Monster Manual. Why'd you have to use different words for the same thing? Because incapacitated creatures can't take actions or reactions. And a stunned creature has automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws attack rolls against it have advantage so so stunned is worse than a gun yeah stunned is the worst version of it so pacification is worse than poison minus the damage yeah weird Yeah. yeah well it balances out that way yeah all right what we got next and then we got the report spores Report. the t is silent it's the French rapport. Well, the French should stop using so many letters. <laughs> they should. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> that's just W E W E, right? Correct. Okay. It's not Q U I. That's two. That's one extra letter they don't need. Quee quee. Quee quee. Y'all are gonna get us in trouble with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to travel to France anymore. Oh. <laughs> it's such a lovely country. Outside of Paris, right? Paris has its, its pros and cons. <laughs> it's We're nice the ones getting us in trouble with France? <laughs> nah, you just insulted Paris. So. It has its pros and cons. Everyone will say that. Yeah. Rapport I'm... spores. A 30-foot radius of spores extends from the Myconid. These Sploosh. spores can go around corners and affect only creatures with an intelligence of two or higher that aren't undead, constructs, or elementals. Affected creatures can communicate telepathically with one another while they are within 30 feet of each other. The effect lasts for one hour. Oh, they only have to have an intelligence of two. Interesting. Everybody can have a psychedelic adventure with a mycodens. Even if you're too dumb to speak, you can still have a psychedelic trip with some mushrooms. There you go. That's an adventure right there. That's that's the campaign. <laughs> that's what we're here the for. The whole campaign is an acid trip or a mushroom. I think... Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be hel- trip. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be hilarious to start like session zero off where these guys go through this wild campaign only to wake up in prison as Myconids. And I think you they- should randomly have them roll constitution saving throws throughout the game. <laughs> they don't know why. They don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> they're out they're out here like there's they're all the Myconids are like having a seance not a seance, like a session or whatever, a therapy session essentially. And they're all going through everything and they're actually just trying to uh, ignore the fact that they are in prison and currently under the daylight spell. And so they're trying to like solve their mysteries and everything and they have to fight back when they wake out. That could be like a one off. You're a Myconid. Get free. That's fun. That could yeah. be a one off. I also like the idea of like holding them hostage. As like a, you have to save the Mycodid colony. They're the only ones who have this memory from a psychedelic trick. They know the answers to the universe or whatever. Uh, so whatever like astral projection and stuff you need would be a cool thing to do with this. So yeah, use your Mycodids. 
I use them, but for Merdare. So, but I can't tell these guys because they're supposed to play a game about it at one point when we all get our shit together. Ooh. We were gonna Ooh. live play, remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were Some... months ago. Hey, 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 Don't tell, don't tell them that. Yeah. You put it in the in the like podcast description. Yeah, I should really edit that out. Uh, whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Zach is a busy man. He's also, busy, we're busy. a busy people. We're, we're, we're busy. people. Busy. We're a single human that's busy. Uh, they have actually formed. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but they are attached at the hip, uh, like the movie Stuck on Me. And it's making things really or stuck difficult. on you. We're hallucinating. Yes. We have two separate jobs, so it's making it real good. <laughs> All right. To continue the autumnal woodland fall vibes theme. We yes. selected. I suppose that's where we started. Well, that was the original intent. Okay. We just never stated that. This the is... The original intent was to go for an autumnal fall vibes theme. But this isn't going to come out till like, January. So. Hey, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Leave Zach alone. He's doing his best. I know. I didn't... I didn't... Thomas hasn't volunteered that at that episode. So. Yeah. You I'll send to? you... I'm gonna upload my files today, sir, okay. and let you get to do it. What are you in there, Cooper? Cooper's in the Those bag. are my sheets. I need okay. to wash those. To continue the autumnal woodland theme, <laughs> we're talking about the staff of the woodlands. A wood staff. All A right. wood and staff. It's a staff of wood. It's rare. Uh, is it carried by Robert Wood Johnson? No, it's a staff and it's rare. And it can be attuned to by a druid. So this is a druid weapon. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on the Robert Wood Johnson because that's just Dick Wood Dick is essentially it's, what that it's, name it's is. It's a foundation that supports NPR. It's Thomas's favorite thing it's because on fav- NPR they'll be like funding provided by the Robert, Robert Wood, Wood Johnson, Johnson Foundation. Oh no, it's Richard that means Dick, not Robert. Uh, Robert. Yeah. I don't know. It is still very funny. We've never looked into this foundation to see if it's on purpose or if this was this man's real name. <laughs> It's like the longest running dick joke for NPR oh, ever. But NPR's oh. just subtly doing it. Subtle dick jokes. All right, sorry. Carry on. It's right. a rare staff. It's a rare staff. It can be sorry. attuned to by a druid. Speaking of attuned. Yes. I didn't hear what you said, actually. <laughs> um, the staff can be wielded as a magic quarterstaff that grants a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. While holding it, you have a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls. So that's not bad. It's a good staff. Yeah, it is. Hitting things. Hitting things. Bringing the wood. Spell attack rolls, so it's good for shillelagh and just shooting staff spells too. I love a shillelagh. Good old shillelagh. In addition to being a staff that's good at hitting and killing, it also can cast spells. Um, the staff has 10 charges for the following properties. It regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges daily at dawn. Um, so every day you get to roll, recharge your staff. Um, if you expend the last charge, you roll a d20 on a 1. The staff loses its properties and becomes a non-magical regular-ass quarter staff. And it's just a stick then. So you got to keep up with how many times you use it in a day. you got to keep up with how many charges it has. You never want to get down. You never want to expend that last charge. If you do, there's a 1 in 20 chance that your staff becomes useless. A stick. Man. 
Staff's I mean, you could useless. You could still bonk with it. It'll still oh, core you could staff. still bonk someone with it, but it can't cast the cool ass spells. True. That's a bummer. So you can use an action to expend one or more of the staff's charges to cast one of the following spells from it, using your spell save DC. Animal friendship costs costs one charge. Awaken costs five charges. Ooh. Bark skin costs two. Locate animals or plants. Two. Speak with animals. One charge. Speak with plants. Three charges. Or wall of thorns for six charges. How many charges did we say total? Ten. Ten. Okay. Ten charges. So you up. gotta do. Not only is it like you gotta do some math here. You gotta keep that. Yeah, you gotta keep up with it. You only gonna get one or two uses a day out of it, depending on what you're doing. But when you wake up in the morning, you re-roll, recharge it, and you can potentially recharge 10 charges. What would be absolutely hilarious is if the party had no idea how many charges it had, and they used it, like, twice. <laughs> and, whoops, that's it. <laughs> oh, and then as a free, as a action, you can cast Pass Without Trace without any charges. Oh. And it so, doesn't say once a day. It, it just, just says like, you can just fucking do just that. Do yeah. It. You can do is it whenever you want. Like, is with is pass without trace a single character, or can that be passed? No, on the pass it's a without group. trace can cover a more pe- lots of like up to six, maybe. Ooh, it's what, within what? ten feet of you. Was this an uncommon or rare? Rare. rare. Okay. But pass without trace gives you like a plus fucking ten to stealth checks or something. It does. Yeah, it's plus it's ten really... to stealth. Its range is thirty feet of you, including yourself. Excuse me. Uh, and it's, uh, it is concentration, though. Uh, it's a really, I mean, if you're, like, sneaking around past without traces, mwah. Clutch she says spell as a paladin. Okay. Yeah. It's, sneaking's not my thing. <laughs> but if I had pass without trace on me, it's also not I your, sneak way fucking better. It's also not your character's thing, is it? No. My character likes <laughs> to fall in holes and get stabbed by swords. Aww. I mean, Shabba just likes Shabba just continuously does that because he knows I will fail all the perceptions. We need to bring him back on this podcast and take him to task on it, huh? Yeah, he's it's a it's a good running joke. <laughs> I almost died last time. Um, and then the last thing that the staff can do is it has a tree form. You can use an action to plant one of the staff into fertile earth. And expend one charge to transform the staff into a healthy tree. The tree is 60 foot tall, 5 foot in diameter. It's a big ass tree. Wow. It's a big ass and tree. And its branches spread out in a 20 foot radius. It appears ordinary but radiates a faint aura of transmutation magic if targeted by detect magic. Oh. While oh. touching the tree and using another action to speak its command where do you return the staff to its normal form and a creature in the tree falls when it reverts to a staff i love that that was added yeah you can just make a tree to like climb up and like look around i guess i don't know yeah you can also like it could be coverage something like that it would also be a way to use um because it says it has to be fertile earth to use it but there is a tree on a fucking stone or nothing yeah, but there is a spell called Transport via Plants. Oh, uh, like tree striding? Could you use it for tree striding and shit? Yes. So tree but striding you, you could use... you would have to leave it behind or someone would have to like, stay Go back for and it. get yeah. it. 
Well, you could, uh, yeah, you could leave, leave somebody it, behind it or something. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because only could. theoretically the the command word is secret, or command word is usually secret. Yeah, I mean, you could technically identify would give you the command word, but most people oh. set the command word when they attune to it. Yeah, I didn't know if I didn't, like, if you did that, like, what are the odds of you not being able to come back to it? I guess, like, yeah. how risky is leaving it was what I was yeah. trying to gauge. But it gives you it the opportunity to use it to travel back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a rare item. You probably have a hard time finding it. But, yeah, it is a, so it has to be large or large inanimate plant within range. So that would, would qualify for you to be able to transport through. It turns into a tree, a healthy uh -huh. tree. A healthy tree. So a healthy tree. A five roots. foot diameter trunk should be big enough for a tree walking or tree striding or whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would. That's powerful. Yeah, I hadn't even considered it for that use. Yeah, it's a tree wherever you need it. If it's in case the forest is low or you need to, it, it could also act as a, a a save marker too. Like if there's no tree where you need to go. You can plant one at, like, your, your base or whatever, and then tree stride anywhere if there's no trees in your home. Yeah. Yeah. So, think of it that way. I like way. it. Minus the fact that you do lose the staff. Yeah. Right. So long as right. no one comes. I mean, yeah. Someone would have to kind of know to look, like, and cast the Detect Magic to find it, because otherwise it just looks like a really nice-ass tree. Yeah. But if you were in a fucking desert and there was just a tree, it probably... Probably be able to figure it out. But a desert <laughs> like, isn't a desert isn't fertile earth. Fertile. Can't place it in the desert. Right, not fertile. Oasis of a desert, maybe, yeah. but in just maybe. general sand, probably not. Maybe. Alrighty. Y'all ready right. to talk DM tips? Just yeah, the tips? What tips? Yeah, what, what, what tips, tips does our DM have for us today? Hit us, hit us with them tips. I'll hit you with a tip real quick. So the tip today, I don't. I need to stop using this accent, or I'll be stuck in it for the rest of the night. Um, mm -hmm. You're gonna so, sound so clear with Cooper looking in your face while you try I, to talk. He is all up in my business. He smells. You need a bath, bud. Um, so my my thing is always uh, I kind of want to tell or discuss as a DM when a player asks to do something weird. I usually use the rule of cool, right? Absolutely, I get that. There are limitations of this where I'm always thinking, okay. Are you doing this because it's cool? Are you doing this because it's advantageous and it's combat, right? Yeah. And so th that's also, my limitation. Also, some people just want to break the game. Like, some people want to see how far they can go and break the game. Like, yeah. that's their whole thing. <laughs> and that's kind of where I, I'll have, like, a, I do this, I do this, I want to do this, I'll do this. So a lot of the things you'll see are, like, I cast this spell. I'm like, okay, well, your enemy's invisible. They're like, yeah, so? I'm like, well, the spell requirement says a creature or target you can see. They're invisible. You can't see them. So, yeah. therefore, you can't cast that spell on them. So, it is kind of like a, that's, it, it is very much the rule is written type thing. The raw yeah. R-A-W. However, that's more of a, yeah, you're in combat. I can't let you do that right now. Or like, I have well, a player it's explicitly defined in that case, right? Yeah. But if it's coming to, like, I want to swing from the chandelier and kick somebody in the face, hell yeah, make a roll, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. You give them the opportunity to roll for it. But if there's some, like, text that's like, hey, this is a spell-tested spell, and or a play-tested spell, kind of like, yeah, you need to be able to see them. You need to do these things. You don't have to see them on some spells, which is fine. 
but you just kind of want to go with that. I have a player who's playing a plasmoid, and I'm like, I do this with my little plasmoid goo. I'm like, is that a thing you can do? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, sneak through with my stuff and attack them from, like, sneaking through a crack of the ship. I was like, you could try that, but your gear and your weapons aren't made of goo. And I was like, yeah, it says here you can't bring your equipment through. So you can get up there and pseudopod them to death, but you can't stab them because you can't carry your weapons. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll lower your AC if you leave your armor yeah. behind. You are a rogue. You have very low AC, sir. Well, well depends okay. on your... Ah, that sounds like a fun rogue character, though. Yeah, an ooze who just goes around. Yeah, like, I guess the challenge would be you'd have to make, like, a one-inch blade, right? Like, which is doable. A one-inch wide blade you could have custom-made. If you put the money and effort into having one crafted, I'd be down for it. But otherwise, no. You can't sneak through the floorboards and murder an NPC that's important. I need it for the plot. Yeah, so how do you handle things when it, like, I don't know, sometimes with D&D, like, things that seem like they should be, like, physically impossible, I get stuck on, because it is a world of magic, and, like, we're dealing with, like, ultra-strong creatures, do you just set, like, a real, I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't, um, but would you just, like, set a really high DC, or be like, that's not how physics works, so no? Like, how would you handle, like, I'm trying to, like can't think of an example but do you know what i'm kind of saying yeah i mean if you can if you can make something work on a magical application right like they're like well if you can't fly it's physically impossible to fly i cast the fly spell well bob's your uncle cool you did it like that's that's how you can get away with it if you can explain it away with magic that they have access to Mm -hmm. sure that is perfectly acceptable if you have to like hand wave a lot like there are some things, like, it's kind of that physical property, right? Like, you might be goo, but your items aren't. Therefore, you can't squeeze through. That's the perfect explanation of that. It's like, yeah, you can do it. It's in your player stats ability. You can definitely do it, but you can't take your gear. And so it's just kind of a, yeah, do you really... And I always ask the player, like, you want to do that. That's perfectly fine with me if you're going to attempt to do that. But I'm going to tell you the limitations first before you do it, and then give you the option to see if you want to change your mind. I don't like letting players make a decision that I'm going to essentially say, ah, you fell for my trap. Like, I'm not going to say that. It's like, you did something, you, you've requested to do something, I'll either add a roll to it to see if you could do it based off of physical or other statistics, but or there's a limitation of your own option, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, if that's the case then, then you've got, like, roll for it or anything like that. Like, physics be damned most of the time. Like there, like you said, there's magic. You can get around a lot of things, but they have to have access to that. Yeah. Well, and I guess I've heard like on podcasts when people were like want to do like a super crazy thing, I've heard them be like, "I will let you try that," and they but they'll be like, "But the DC is going to be this." That's and a, sometimes way. and yeah. sometimes it is like physically impossible for that character to achieve that DC. And they'll just be like, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. And sometimes they'll be like, well, if I roll a 19 or 20, I can do it. I'm going to give it a try. And, uh, yeah. and I like that they're like, really, they're like, look, this is a basically impossible thing you're asking you to do. I'm going to I'm gonna make this very hard, and I'm, but I'm going to tell you exactly how hard it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, just you for could... openness sake, I guess. Yeah. And that's the thing you, you could say, like, the DC's this, and you have advantage or disadvantage or whatever. Like, the DC can be low if you give him disadvantage. Because of what it is, or you just set it really high. 
Like that's yeah. that's the easiest thing to think of is how you set the DC and whether or not they'd be a disadvantage to do something completely wild. I like the idea of them still being able to do something crazy. It's always an option, and maybe there's a slight probability they could do it with mm-hmm. physics aligned in the right place or whatever, right? Yeah. If if it's slight, the DC's just high, right? Yeah. Well, and I think Other... I see that come up more in like social interactions than like physical feats, right? Like I'm going to say something and try to make this person who I already and like have an established distrust with trust me, and it's like you can try to convince them, but like it's it's gonna have to it's gonna be hard because they've already like you've already lied to them or they already or they are your enemy. Like you can't just yeah. like like those social interaction stuff. I feel like I see that come up too. So. Oh, and, and D&D has a mechanic for that, which is, like, you've pissed off somebody. They're your nemesis or whatever. Uh, you can't... There are. So, I believe... Um, I don't have it off the top of my head. We can discuss it in another episode. I think that might be the tip for next episode. So, next episode, let's Same talk thing. about uh, social interactions and how uh, your interactions with NPCs can change based off their behavior and their uh, affinity towards you. Ooh. That's a good idea. Let's do it. All right. Adrian, we're, oh, do we have any book recommendations or Thomas content a, reviews? Thomas got a rec for us. Um, yeah. That we may or may not have already discussed. It's up yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I've, it took me huh, five ever <laughs> to read this book. It took me several months to get through this book, but it's The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. And I may have mentioned it when I started reading it, but it's, you know, 800 plus page book that I was not he started reading it on Kindle and then he saw the physical book in a bookshop and we we're like oh that's a big book this is like bigger than end of Harry Potter size books yeah I, I was like I felt like I was reading it a bit and I was like I'm only like 16% of the way through this and then I saw it in person I was like oh that explains oh it. didn't read yep or you yep. did read, but you didn't see how thick it was. Kindle will read. do that to you sometimes. You're just like, oh, mistakes have been made. But, yeah. but mistakes were not made. It just took a while. And, but it was a very good book. Uh, the Priory of the Orange Tree. Um, it's, it's a fairly recent book. It came out in 2019, which, you know, fairly recent. Not brand new. But um, definitely, like... Uh, uh, Who's it by? I said that Samantha Shannon. Oh, did you? I did. Um, did. But uh, uh, no, you're fine. (laughs) Um, It was recommended to me by a a good friend of mine that reads. Oh man, she is probably around sixty or seventy books this year. Um, And apparently, one of them is like these long ass books. Uh, And currently, right now, she said she's reading the prequel to it, which just came out. So I'll need to look into that at some point. But um, it sets up, you know, a world that has uh, multiple kingdoms that are, um, you know, at odds with each other. Or actually, I guess multiple kingdoms and then, like, hemispheres. So, like, the west and the east. And, like, pretty much... Big fantasy. Yeah, pretty much the kingdoms in the east are fairly aligned with each other. The kingdoms in the west are fairly aligned with each other. They don't trust the other hemisphere um there's uh a a bad and then of course there's a a big bad that threatens both everybody everybody that threatens the entire world and will they won't they come together but it's very um there's dragons there's magic 
politics. There's poli- There's a lot of politics, um, like high high court um, drama type stuff. But then there's uh, some very very good lead female characters in it. Um, I've I've seen mm-hmm. it described as a uh, um, George the Dragon Saint George the Dragon Slayer, but with a, a female protagonist. Um, I've not. I don't know the full story of George the Dragon Slayer, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it sounded like fun, and and so there's you know uh, dragons all through it and magic and I sounds would, like a good book. Thomas w- read it for like four months. Four months would recommend, but yeah, just know if you're not a fast reader, I'm not. You're gonna you're gonna be there a while. I might know? make this my whole 20, 2024 book goal. Just for- the one book, but. I read. Re- I don't read a lot at night. She reads fast. She I read very read fast, but I don't read often because I read all day for work and I get very sleepy. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, I am most of the way through the final book of Will White's Cradle series. He's uh, already caught up with me on that, even though he had like a. I had like a four month head start. Much smaller book. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I am almost finished with Wheel of Time. I have. Mm. Uh, like maybe five chapters left, but I'm listening to the audiobook, ah. and chapter 37 is six hours long. Oh, that's a <laughs> long chapter, guys. Yeah, it's a long ass chapter. So I was, I'm listening to it, like going, "Wow, this is a really busy chapter." I'm surprised we didn't do it. And I was like, "Ah, I bet I missed it where they said chapter 38." Blah blah blah. No, because I, I knew. <laughs> Like, I knew some things were hinted at what was going to happen. I was like, oh, I'm going to go look and see what goes on with this. What chapter does it happen in? It's like 37. I'm like, oh, when does this event happen? 37. Uh, 37 is going to be rough. And it's like six hours. This is the drawing equivalent of, like, draw a circle, draw a second circle, draw the rest of the fucking owl. It all happens in in 37. (laughs) Yep. It's all in chapter 37. So there's only a few more chapters left. There's a prequel too. I don't have a. I do have a copy of the prequel, but I might try a different book series. I need to read a few more. But yeah, where can they find us, Adrian? They can find us on Instagram at Sweet Tea and D and D. And it's mostly Thomas running the Instagram these days because he is more on it than me. I mean, neither of us are really fully doing it, but. We're but there. We're... If you message us, we might respond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if you if you ask us when the next episode is coming out, we'll say ask Zach. We don't know <laughs> when Zach has time. He's a busy man, and we don't know how to edit the episodes, and he does. Yeah, I could learn. But they, but they do remind you. me about it. I'll teach you how to do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, We'll teach you on Friday. I'm just kidding. I, I got responsibilities. I sometimes do as well. <laughs> I have to teach. I have to teach tomorrow, and then I have dinner with a friend on Thursday. It sounds then- like we better say bye. It sounds like we should say bye. Yeah, bye. 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 <laughs> Get to the responsibilities.